into a place of refreshment and he wants to fill us again. And a real sense that in a fast that we're doing, a 40-day fast as a congregation together, that the Lord wants us to feel refreshed and he wants to bless us. Um, so in fasting, what do we do in fasting? And I've, in my own walk with the Lord, as you know, um, thought about it and meditated on it and prayed about it, and the Lord took me back to one scripture in so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to read a few scriptures today so it's basically only reading scriptures there's quite a lot of them but try and follow and see what the Lord says um, in your heart for and really try and follow the scriptures um, but there's one word that's going to come out and look for that, the heart of the Lord um, look for what the Lord's really saying for you in your heart this morning um, so if you want to put a topic to it, it's a lifestyle of gratitude. A lifestyle of gratitude. A lifestyle van dankbaarheid. Wat is a lifestyle van dankbaarheid? It's not dankbaarheid, but it's a lifestyle of gratitude. It's not just being grateful for something, and it's, um, it's a lifestyle of it. So the first scripture is in Psalm 100, verse 4 to 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all the generations. So we've, it's probably one of the most quoted scriptures in church. We enter his courts, his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So we can quickly... Make this a tick box of how to get into the presence of God. Okay, I need to be thankful and I need to praise Him. But for me, it's so much more than that as I think about it. It's so much more than just a tick box. I know of churches that say, okay, so we have to do praise songs and we have to do a few thanksgiving songs and then we'll enter His presence. And I don't think that's what the Lord, the Lord's not about ticking boxes to get into His presence. It's a posture in front of the Lord. It's a posture that you need to come into. And it, the person that's got most of that posture will probably be the persons that are the closest to the Lord. Okay? That posture of thanksgiving and praise. And um, if you think about it, for me personally, if I look at my own life, how quickly I was led astray by the kingdom of this world regarding gratefulness. Now, saying that, if, if we look at a scripture, and I, I want to read us, the, these are the, the contrary of the two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of this world, and then there's the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of the Lord. And I want to read as a scripture what the end days are going to be like. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 to 2. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Now this is, what is this talking about? The, the context of this, Paul is actually not talking just about people that's in the world. He's talking about false teachers coming into the church. Okay? So he's saying, 
but I understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self. Now, he's talking about teachers in the church. Okay? People will be lovers of self. Now, would you say in today's time people are more lovers of self than they were 100 years ago? I think social media is quite a good um, example of that. Selfies and all that, okay? Lovers of money. Would you say that's true? It's quite easy to say that. Proud. I don't know if you've picked up, but as I look at documentaries or you look at shows and you, look, you actually just look on social media, how proudful people have become. Humbleness is not a thing anymore. To be humble is to be insecure, actually, in the world these days. It's quite crazy. Proud, arrogant, abusive. He's talking about in the church. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Jeez, are we in the last days? Come on, look at, look at schools these days. Disobedient to your parents. And what's the next word? Ungrateful. Ungrateful. And I want to stop there and it carries on. But we need to know that it is something that wants to infiltrate the church. It's ungratefulness. And if I look at some of the teachings and some of the false doctrines in church, Kingdom Now, Hyper Grace, all this difference is, what is it? It's about me and not being happy with what I've got, not being content with what I've got. I need my breakthrough, Lord. Where's my breakthrough? It's a, it's a sense of ungratefulness towards the Lord that's creeping into the church. And for us, we need to watch out for that. And that's what I felt in my heart for, for us to break into the, more for, into the more that the Lord's got for us in this fast is to make sure that we're not ungrateful and that we're thankful and we've got gratitude. So, the first thing that we need to know about gratitude and thankfulness, and I'm going to read a few scriptures and I'm going to just share my heart on it, what I felt the Lord said to me. Um, the first thing that we need to know is that thankfulness is a command. It's a command from the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually like we're doing in the fasting now, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you, for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, so we can quickly read through that and carry on, but just stop for a moment. How many questions have we got in our own lives? Lord, what's my calling? What's the will of God for my life? What's the will of God for my life? You know what's the will of God for your life? What's the next thing for you? Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. Because that says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Not your next big thing. Not seven steps to success. 
It's pray continually, rejoice always, and give thanks in all circumstances. That's God's will for your life. So being thankful is not just goeie maniere. It's not just having good manners. It's not just a good moral value to have. It's God's will for you to be thankful. Why? Why is it such a big thing? Why is it such a big thing? Because what does gratitude do? What does thankfulness do in your life? And I want to read us a few scriptures on that. And I want to say it's not just a command. It's medicine. Gratitude is not just a command. It's medicine for your life. And that's why the Lord commands it. Because it knows it's something that you have to do for you to have a healthy life, a healthy spiritual life. Ephesians 5 verse 4 says, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. So the scripture is giving us the kingdom of this world on this side now, okay? And we... Thanksgiving is on this side. What is on this side? It says, obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking. Instead, there should be thanksgiving. Lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, what should be on this side? Thankfulness. So why am I saying medicine? Thankfulness is medicine for you. So being thankful is the opposite of these things. Isn't it? And if we read on, it's abusive, all that other stuff it reads. So actually the opposite of violence in the church, the opposite of angerness, the opposite of trying to think you're funny by saying crude jokes, the opposite of that is thanksgiving. So I want to just think about it. How much of thanksgiving comes out of your mouth? How much thanksgiving comes out of your mouth in a week? Or how much moaning and groaning, abusiveness towards your wife, abusiveness towards your husband, abusiveness towards your kids, how many thankfulness and gratefulness comes out of your mouth? And let's point that towards the Lord. Because that's what thankfulness does. Thankfulness and gratitude shifts my focus away from these things into these things. It shifts my focus to the Lord. That's why He wants us and He commands us, be thankful. Because it will shift your focus away from all these things to the kingdom of God. Colossians 3.15 And this is... It's quite strange, as I look into thankfulness, it's not just, it, it's massive actually, for me. As I was spending time with the Lord in this, it's massive. Colossians 3.15, let peace, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. So on this side, we've got, what's the opposite of peace? We've got peace on this side. 
and thankfulness on this side. What's the opposite of peace? Worry. Isn't it? Stress. Anxiousness. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. As I spoke to my wife about this earlier this week, and I explained to her, it's actually amazing that anxiousness and stress and worry that overwhelms most of people in this era, the opposite of that is peace. But how do we get to peace? Because we're trying to find peace. And I've always said, especially in the church, I've always said that peace is a person. It's not circumstances or feeling. Peace is a person. So for me to go away from anxiousness to peace, I need what? Thanksgiving. And prayer. Just quickly think about the things that you're anxious about. My vrou het so mooi gesê, so die kar, dis is die karrekje wat jy moet draai tot by vrede. Die karrekje wat jy moet draai, the car that you need to draw to get to peace is thanksgiving. So to fight anxiousness in your life, depression, worry, it's what? Drive the car of thankfulness to get to the person of peace, the prince of peace. It shifts your focus. So what does gratitude do? See, gratitude produces gratitude in other people as well. Okay. It says thanksgiving, not thanks-taking. Thanksgiving. So I want to read you a scripture. And it's actually talking about money. Like, ooh, don't talk about money in church all the time. But this is quite interesting. In 2 Corinthians 9, 11. You will be enriched in every way to be generous. Now, Paul is talking to the church, giving to him and giving to the ministry and to the field, the apostolic field. And it says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Okay, what's he saying? When we give, it's thanksgiving, meaning give that thanksgiving. Okay? When we give, what does that produce? It produces whoever receives it, thanksgiving towards God. How beautiful is that? So when you give, it's not just giving your tithe. It's not just giving offering. It's giving that I know I'm sowing seeds, not just to receive, but I'm producing thanksgiving which puts a focus on God. I'm producing, if I give Sid a blessing that I felt the Lord gave me, if I do that, I'm producing thanksgiving in his heart towards God. I'm not just giving money. It's so much more than, that's why giving is a fruit of thanksgiving. 
Giving is a, th a fruit of thanksgiving. We need to give so that that will produce, not even if I don't get anything back. It's not about me. It's about producing thanksgiving in people's hearts. Also, gratitude is an overflow to give God glory. So I'm going to give you that scripture now. Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise God's name in song and glory, glorify Him with thanksgiving. So when I, when I've got a, a gratitude towards the Lord, when I spend time with Him, and when I spend time with brothers and sisters, and I've got a an attitude of gratefulness towards the Lord. It glorifies Him. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to glorify the Lord. So if I don't have a life of thanksgiving, and it doesn't come out of my mouth and out of my hands and what I do, if I don't have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, I think you're really going to struggle to glorify the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4.15 All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. It's an overflow. An overflow. I just, just that scripture again. All this is for your benefit. What's it talking about? Grace. Okay? It says that so that grace that is reaching more and more people. Okay, so grace, what does grace do? Cause what? Thanksgiving. To the glory of God. Just think about it quickly. Don't just don't read over it quickly. Grace causes thanksgiving. Grace doesn't just cause justification. Grace doesn't just cause you to be happy in your relationship with the Lord. Hey, I'm saved and I'm happy. No, it causes thanksgiving, a lifestyle of thanksgiving that causes glory to God. Grace is not just a ticket. It's a free gift, yeah. It's a free gift. But it causes thanksgiving. That causes glory to God. Does that make sense? So grace, there's a response to grace. And that's thanksgiving. Psalm 9 verse 1. The next thing that, gra that gratitude does. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart, and I will tell of your wonderful deeds. So you, do you struggle to bring the gospel to people? Because you think you need to have a great testimony, this amazing testimony of being in drugs for 40 years and then coming to the Lord? No. Your testimony is being thankful. It's a lifestyle of thankfulness. That's spreading the gospel. Why are you the way you are? I'm thankful for what the Lord uh, did for me. Another scripture, 
Colossians 4 verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in thanksgiving. It's interesting that thanksgiving and watchfulness are next to each other. Think about it for a second. Just don't think about that scripture. Thankfulness and watchfulness right next to each other. So the way I feel reading that scripture is if you want to do warfare with the Lord in your life, be thankful. Be watchful. In thanksgiving. It's so much more than just goeie maniere. So much more than just a value. It's basically it's warfare, being thankful, thankful for what you've got and thankful. We're going to get to that now. Why are we thankful? So here we are. Why are we thankful? Firstly, we need to remember, remember for what he's done for us. We need to remember what he's done for us. 1 Samuel 12, 24. But, sure, but be sure to fear the Lord and to fear him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. So the first thing that we need to do when we get to the... I, I want to... This part is practical now. If you want to make notes about this, if you want to spend time with the Lord, think about these things. In this fasting time that we're going to spend the next 40 days fasting, do this. I'm going to do it. The first thing that I'm going to do is 1 Samuel... 12, 24. I'm going to consider what great things he has done for me. Because that will produce what? I'll see the grace and that will produce thankfulness. And what will that produce? Praise. And what will that produce? The presence of the Lord. Consider what he has done. Psalm 95, verse 2 to 3. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. So worship him. For the Lord is great God, the King above all kings. So why is the second thing, why are we grateful? Because he's worth it. And he's God, and he's the King of all kings. So that's the second thing I'll do when I spend time with the Lord. I'll remember what he's done, and I'll worship him just because he's God, and I'm not. 1 Chronicles 16.34 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His love endures forever. I'll be thankful because He loves me and that He's good and He promises that everything will work out for my good for those who love Him. That's why I'm grateful. Then the last and most important thing why I'm grateful 2 Corinthians 9 verse 15. And even if it was just this, I can be grateful for the rest of my life. It's this, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. See, we talk about tithing and offering and all this way of giving. Why do we do that? 
because he gave an inexpressible gift. He gave his first fruit. He gave his only son. So a good question to ask yourself and try and look for it in the word. Is God grateful? It's an interesting question. I thought about it. Looking for scriptures where is God grateful? Is he thankful? Anywhere in the Bible does he say thank you to anybody? Go and look for it. It's quite difficult to find. But if I look at a lifestyle of God, I see a lifestyle of gratefulness. What I say, mean by that is, He gave an inexpressible gift. It's not just a, a thing that the Lord wants from us. It's His lifestyle of giving. He wants to say to us, hey, I love you first. He doesn't expect us to love him first because he loved us first. And he gave this inexpressible gift. And that's why I say, and I've got a lifestyle of gratefulness towards him. See, if you want to know more of the Lord, you need to remember that. See, don't think that you earn and you've got the right to grace. <laughs> you don't. We all deserve hell, the way we live. We all do. But he gave that inexpressible gift so that, so that we can experience his love. Colossians 2 verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. See, that's the justification, the right standing before the Lord. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Continue to live in Him. That's my sanctification. I need to continue to live in Christ. Strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So for me to be strengthened in my faith, in my sanctification, in my walk with the Lord, I need to overflow with thankfulness. It's a massive, massive, massive word in the Bible. Why? Do, there's so many scriptures, and I've only touched on some of the scriptures. If you go through the Bible and you see that posture of thankfulness, it's right through all of it. And we so easily forget about it. Come on, be honest with yourself. How much of your time with the Lord is about getting the next breakthrough? How much of your time with the Lord is about, okay, Lord, I need to experience your presence? How much of your time with the Lord is about, Lord, I need to know more of you? I wonder how much we'll experience of the Lord if we change the, our posture of thankfulness for what he's done today and what he's done in the last couple of years in my life and what he's going to do. It's just a posture of thankfulness. So in this next 40 days while you're fasting, 
Spend time with the Lord. Remember what He's done. Just say thankful for who He is. Say thank you for His love. And thank you for His Son. I promise you, God will be glorified. Is that what the word promises? That God will be glorified in your time with Him. And I, I want us to worship again. But I want to read as the last scripture. Well done. We went through 17 scriptures today. <laughs> but it's good for us to have the word actually talk to us. Not just my words and stories. The word's talking to us today. Colossians 3, 16, 17 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, what we're going do, Psalms, hymns, and songs from this spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether it in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. There's two scriptures, and a thread between those scriptures is worship. And thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. That's our posture before the Lord. Because He's worthy. And He loves us. And He gave us He gave us His Son so that we can experience Him. So let's stand. I'm just re reminded at the moment of a of a a dream that Bombi had. Where is is he here? Well, Bombi, if you can just come forward for me, please. Bombi had an excellent dream, and uh, when 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 Charles started think doing of, of thankfulness, um, I, I hope he can do it in English. <laughs> He's, I'll translate it when he's finished <laughs> to, the, to the guys. And, but, but listen to the dream. Listen to the dream that he's going to give you because this what Charles brought forward now is what we need to produce fruit. Can you for us Lucas 13, 6 to 9? Okay, kom ons lees het net, daarna het hy hierdie geleidnis vertel, een man het een vijfboom gehad, wat in sy wang het geplant was, toe hy vruchte daarvoor kom soek, maar niks kry nie, sê hy vir sy tuinier, kyk, dis nou drie jaar, wat ek aan hierdie vijfboom vruchte kom soek, en ek kry niks nie, kap hom uit, waarom moet hy langer die grond uitput? Wat die heren vir my gesê het in hierdie droom, as jy verder lees daar, het die tuinier vir die man gesê, 
ons gee hom meer kompos. Ons kyk oor twee jaar, wat gebeur daar met hom. Ons het niks vrug te dra aan die kappels om my. En toe vat ek het, wees hier of my, my lewe, hoeveel kompos het ek al gekry? Kyk hoe mooi boom is ek, maar het ek al vruchten gedra. Ons kry net kompos, en ons kry net kompos, maar ons dra geen vruchten. Dit is die begeerte in my lewe, om rechtig te begin vruchten dra, wat die trosse aan my af. So in this is that I really felt when Charles brought this message that this is the ingredient that we've got to take. Thankfulness to bring forth fruit in our lives. And really, if, if go and think about what Charles brought this morning. Don't let it just run over our heads. It is an important message that what we do, let's do it with thankfulness, thanksgiving towards one another. Let's come and worship in thanksgiving. Ek wil net I really had a sense this morning That's what I asked right at the beginning That the Lord Wants us to walk out of here Not with the same light But a different person He's called us to live extraordinary lives like Jesus did. Why? Because there's a lost, broken world out there. And I'm trusting the Lord for revival in this town. I am. And I honestly think that gratefulness, gratefulness, will break open the spirit in this town. Gratefulness and praise. Do you want to change? Or are you comfortable with your life? Do you want to change that, that step of being different? For your life to change and sanctify its gratefulness. So if you want to respond this morning out of a place of, Father, I know I haven't repented of this. Meaning, I've lived a life just from the one point, the next breakthrough to the next breakthrough to the next breakthrough and just wanting and not giving. It's a thanksgiving towards God. If you want to just come make right with the Lord, don't you want to come forward and worship with me? Because it's something that I personally am working through with the Lord. In my time with Him, in the way I look at Him, I start with thanksgiving and praise. So if you want to do that with me, you're more than welcome.